podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Ranger podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so get your comments in, likes, um, any questions, we may be try our best to answer them later on. It is not a full panel tonight, Ryan is out tonight, so I've been joined by, first of all, Scott Carney. How are you today, this Friday night? I'm good, mate. It's the weekend, thank the Lord. Uh, long week, uh, long week. But again, um, still made okay, I suppose, by Wednesday night, but not good to be here, mate. Looking forward to tomorrow uh, and a wee bit of news we'll come on to as well um, about what we might see tomorrow. Uh, before I go any further, sorry, Ali, just to jump in and do hosting stuff, as I like to do. I need to thank Frank Mul- Wozlowski, I hope I'm saying that correctly I really do hope I'm saying that correctly but he joined the Coffee Buying Legend membership with a message, always a fantastic watch, thank you very much Frank, very much appreciated. Uh, Nigel Clishold as well for the coffees and the amazing review uh, of the pod that is very much appreciated, you'll have seen that put on the socials because it's probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said about the four of us so no I really do appreciate it and as you can see on the screen as well just now Caroline has just become a member so thank you very much for that and Stevie T has just joined the battle with a wee £20 donation Stevie T thank you very much mate really do appreciate it what a start to the podcast lads some start that is that guy that put the comment up, Carney. Are you sure it was our podcast he was listening to? It was it another? I podcast? don't know. I think he might have maybe confused him. There's maybe a club at a club at twenty three. Maybe that he's thinking. Yeah, of. I think definitely got us mixed up. But um, <laughs> no, last but not least, the man they all come in to tune in for Scotia. How are you? Ready for the weekend? Uh, evening, guys. Yeah, evening, listeners. Um, no, really doing really good. Um, what a difference a week can make in, in the world of Rangers, as we kind of say sometimes, but feeling so much better after that result and mainly performance uh, on Wednesday evening there. So, yeah, feeling great. I just yeah, meant to yeah. say as well that, sorry, the first comment from Frank did say, always a fantastic watch. Clearly, he was talking about Scotia's beard. Let's be honest. That's looking like you've trimmed it today, Scotia. Have you trimmed it? No, it's not been touched in a couple of weeks. I've actually got beard envy a wee bit. I mean, I know this is a weird start to this podcast, but I do have slight beard. I used to be able to do that, but it doesn't happen for me anymore. So, uh, it's because the darts. It's because the darts are coming up. I usually do it for the darts, don't I, Pierce? So. <laughs> Yeah, he does. We've got the darts in two weeks, but um, no, we're not here to talk about beards and the darts. We're here to talk <laughs> just because you can't grow one, mate. Just because you can't grow one. Yeah, it would take me years to to try and at least get to even your level at the moment, Carly. So um, no, we will dive into the the world of Rangers. Um, Wednesday night was quite enjoyable. I was round at um, Mister Carney's um, house for the game. It was. One of the most enjoyable games of football. I've, I've, it probably was the most enjoyable game of football I've watched with Rangers this season. Um, and we've done a match reaction on it, Carney. Scotia wasn't on. Scotia, I mean, well, I'm going to break down the game, to be honest, because me and Carney did that. But we had a wee chat at the weekend going into this game, and we both thought, and probably quite a lot of Rangers fans thought, and probably the other side of the city, that this is a dodgy game. Hearts were on a, a 10 match unbeaten run. We weren't playing that great, to be honest. We were winning without really playing great. We thought 
we may this week we may stumble on this one basically. We may drop points, but Christ will be wrong, Scotia. What was your um your thoughts on Wednesday night? Yeah, it was an absolutely excellent performance. Excellent from start to finish. You know that way sometimes when we you sit and watch the game, we start off okay, but then within five, seven minutes the tempo drops off and it just goes into like a normal game of football from the off, right through. I mean, I know hearts in the second half came out a wee bit better, but we were right at it. It was on the ball, we were brilliant, but more impressively, like it was off the ball. The off the ball stuff that we done, how we were quite kind of closing people down, was just really pleasing to see because we've not seen enough of it in almost eight. We've seen it occasionally under Geo, but it was getting less and less often. So it was good to see that back because I think that was kind of where we built our foundation of success in the 55 season. So if we can get this kind of level going forward, then things are looking good in that respect. Yeah, it was just a really enjoyable game. Three absolutely cracking goals as well, and particularly that second one from Tillman, well, really well worked. Um, but I thought equally the the first one with the fr- quick free kick that Borna took down to Kent was, you know, well, well worked that. And and the second one was Sakala finally finally being on site, um, which was good. And then obviously speaking of that one, I think VAR it showed the benefits of our VAR. I think every decision on that correct. Obviously there was the penalty penalty shout, which, if I'm being honest, I changed my mind about three times in one second. But I started off thinking it wasn't a penalty because I hadn't seen that Kent had actually touched the ball with his right foot. And then I was like, mm, maybe it could be. And then I, right away, I changed my mind back to probably wasn't a penalty. So I think VAR had a, was a decent enough during that game. But that was just really pleasing. Really pleasing because, you know what we're like sometimes? We happened against St. Johnston when they went down to 10 men. We kind of took the foot off. We didn't let the handbrake go and kind of go on and and dominate the game because I think we need three at least to be three goals up before you can kind of comfortably suggest that yeah. I think should be okay and um, certainly be Rangers um, so no I, th- I thought we were really good probably should have scored a few more if you know players could hold their runs or hold their pass for some of the offsides no that was really really pleasing yeah I was similar to you in the, the penalty thing as well Scotia I did say in the, the post-match I, I thought it was a penalty I've looked back at it again several times and some of you have been changing my mind at it. The more I've looked at it, I've went, I can probably see why it wasn't a penalty, to be honest. But in real game time, I thought it was. But yeah, the, the, only, the only negative you could say, it's not even a negative, was we, we only scored three. I mean, if Hearts were a doing of a end of a, a 6 7 0 doing, they, they couldn't complain. And Carney, we, we sat there watching the first 15 minutes of Rangers, looking at each other, going, <laughs> Is this Rangers we're watching? But as Scotia just basically said when he was kind of summing up his his reaction, you're waiting for the it to stop. You, you get fits and starts with Rangers in terms of you get a good 15 minutes and they fall away. And, and so you were waiting for them to fall away, but it never came at all, Carney. It just they just continued the full game. Yeah, that I think that's Scotia's probably right. I think. The game as a whole obviously was enjoyable, but the off the work, the off the ball work that we were doing was brilliant. It's what we've been doing when when Gerard when Gerard hit his hit his peak with the team. If you like, that's what we were doing. We were constantly hunted in packs. We didn't give teams a chance to try and build and try and work them themselves into the game. We've seen it. We've seen it so many times under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst that we were allowing teams to have a sustained period of possession in order to put passes together, start to feel comfortable, calm themselves down. Rangers didn't let hearts breathe, and especially in that first half, we just didn't let them breathe. I do think, generally I do think, and I know it's easy to say from the outside, um, the outside looking in, I do think that 
the recruitment that we've done over January has put a rocket up a few people. I think if I'm, I'm not going to be shy about it, I think I, I think it's a wake up call that there is now competition for uh, the jerseys in the middle of the park, and it's not just a given that you you'll get you'll get a game, which I think helped. I really do. I think helped. I thought Lundstrom's closing down, Kamara's closing down, even Tillman. Not that I think he particularly needs to pull his socks up because I think he's been great since he came in. Uh, since he, Beals came in, I thought I think he's kind of reached another level. But it was it was so pleasing to watch. It was honestly just such a <laughs> an anomaly for us in recent times that we were sitting going. I was we were both looking at each other, going, "This Rangers are t- tremendous here," and you you almost don't want to get carried away with yourself because you are waiting for that inevitable lull that we usually get and. But it just didn't come. It just didn't come. Uh, that first half could have been four or five nothing, and I don't think, I don't think Hearts could have complained. I honestly thought Rangers were were great. They 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 thoroughly deserved that, and it's the performance that we have been we've been hoping for and wanting to come for so long. I, I want it to continue. I know it's well. I'm saying it shouldn't be possible every game. I don't really see why not now, if, especially coming up. Now we've got. A week between games now up until the split. There's no midweek game. No, there Rangers is, there is one. There is one. I, I, I thought there wasn't there? a midweek game. We play Hibs the first week or during the week in March. We right. play Hibs okay. away, which is the rearranged one from the cup final because That's I right. heard that I heard that same thing, Carney. We had no uh, midweek games, but there is one against Hibs the, the first right. week of March. But even even at that, mate, you're you're still looking at the team now with the players coming back, with the able the rotation of the squad, etc. Yeah. The Bill's going to like to do. I think I don't see a reason for a good seventy minutes of that game. We don't absolutely put the foot to the floor and stop these teams trying to play football against us, um, because I think I believe if we play like that for seventy minutes against anybody, against anybody, and I think it generally would make an old firm game. Extremely interesting if both teams are going to do pretty much the same thing to each other. It's going to be a hectic game, but the rest of the the league that we play, they won't be able to cope with that. They won't be able to build into that, uh, and especially with the players that we're going to have in the attacking positions to take advantage of winning the ball high up the pitch. Uh, it's only going to lead to good things. But no, I'm I'm still so impressed with what I've seen on Wednesday night, and it's it makes a rare change, man, to be sitting here saying that. Yeah, it does. We've got a man in the comments, um, Blue Ryu. I don't know who that guy is, but it's... The part-timer. He works part-time yeah. in this podcast. He came to me yeah. and handed his notice and he said he was dropping his hours, so unfortunately that's <laughs> the way it's going to need to be. Even Ryan enjoyed himself on Wednesday night for everyone. So Ryan wasn't allowed in the podcast tonight because um, it was going to be a positive <laughs> podcast, so Ryan wasn't allowed on. <laughs> only, only joke, Ryan. Um, Scotia. I, I looked at the Hearts lineup before the game, and it was extremely attacking. Were you surprised how attacking that team was for Hearts? And it basically suited our, our game, to be honest. To be honest, I did think I did expect Nielsen to come out and have a go because, like you say, how well Hearts had been playing previously. You know, they'd come on to a really good running form, so I did expect them to kind of have an attacking lineup. But yeah, probably a bit too attacking. It's one of these ones. I was thinking, you know. You look at a game and is it because Rangers are so good and Hearts are so poor? I, you know, I think it can be a bit of both. I think Rangers were really good and, like we say, off the ball stuff kind of negated what anything that Hearts could do because I think their first attack up the pitch was that Barry Mackay chance, really, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the first time they got up the pitch and then it was only a couple of times in the second half as well. Um, so I was surprised with how, how they lined up. And it's a strange one with Hearts because we 
we say, oh, Tynecastle, it's a tough place to go, tough place to go. Hearts, tough game. If you look at the last yeah, eight or games against Hearts, we've won every single one of them. And some of them have been like five nils, four nils. You know, it was four nil earlier in the season. Even when we sent a B team last season, you know how that went. Too. Yeah, that, yeah, indeed. So it's, I don't know where this myth comes from. It maybe just <laughs> like further back in time that we need to go to get those tough games. Maybe the one actually after, just before the season get pulled for COVID. We may all thought that that was maybe Gerard going to call it a day. I think we really beat the Tynecastle oh, yeah. just before game. that happened. Yeah, but I was surprised with the Hearts lineup. And I, I think they were poor, but I think we made them play poor as well. So I think you can look at it as, as a bit of both. It's not like, yeah, in that way. And I thought in particular, the boy Hill that was playing on the right-hand side, he had, had a, a really good game time. for them. And yeah, yeah I mean, Barisic and Kent were bad. I mean, Barisic ran past him <laughs> with the ball at one point that, um, that we don't often see. But no, yeah, it was maybe a wee bit too attacking from, from Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. And uh, Des, thank you very much for the donation. Much appreciated. Who was your. Um, I mean, Carney said uh, Glenn Kamara was our man, man of the match. Who was your man of the match? Was, was it Glenn Kamara as well? Or did you have any other. There was a lot of contenders. I know, you think you might have put in the group chat, to be honest. Yes, no, yeah, I did, yeah, I was going to say, you, you obviously don't read in the group chat, because Carney mentioned it on your reaction pod, but no, like you say, there's probably about six players there that you would have given man of the match to, to and you couldn't really disagree with, but I thought for me it was Kamara again. I thought he, his levels were even better than they were at the, weekend, the previous weekend, so... Um, it was good to see him back, getting further forward as well, you know, running out of spaces, breaking up play. Yeah, for me, it was, I think, Glenn Kamara, just just above, you know, like I say, another maybe five players that were in me a shout as well, I would say. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, sorry Ali. Ryan might have went part-time, uh, but he's still he's still doing his bit to earn his keep there, <laughs> encouraging everybody to hit the like button. Yes, he's correct. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Is that an admin and he's taking over Jamie Lowe's <laughs> job, isn't it? Don't say that, don't say that. Poor Jamie. No, I know, poor Jamie, exactly. But no, I I thought it was the complete performance by Rangers. We've been waiting it for so long in terms of we've been we've been winning games, but it's a performance we've wanted as well. And we got we got it all on Wednesday night. But we need to maintain it. So I moving on, there was a bit not controversy, but Alfredo Morelos upsets a lot of people. For I don't really know why. And one guy that I didn't think he would upset was Neil McCann, who I like. And Carney, Neil McCann works for Rangers TV. I like Neil McCann. I like, like the way he talks about football. But I listened to him talk about Alfredo Morelos for the, the second goal, where he's getting absolute pelters at Tynecastle the whole time. Scores that goal. It's ruled offside. They're calling him you-know-what. And then VAR gives it, and he goes and does his celebration and does the wee shush, as if to say, I'm the main man here. And Neil McCann basically calls him an idiot. Beale's comments come out and went, Neil McCann will probably regret saying that. And um, if you take that out of a a player celebrating a goal, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. What what was your thoughts on that? And Neil McCann saying it as well. You could say a a John Hartson or a Sutton saying that, but Neil McCann, are you surprised? yeah, I'm surprised that the only can would say that I am. Um, from a guy that ran behind the net as he scored the winning yeah. goal, the winners of the league at Parkhead, it's a, a bit bizarre. It is a bit, a bit bizarre. Um, I don't really know what he's thinking here. Um, I can't really understand the, 
the whole mentality around it. Do you want to take all fun out of football? Do you not want players to enjoy themselves when they score goals? And Michael B was right. It's the hardest thing to do in football is to score a goal and to score consistently as well. So um, ridiculous comment, but I think it, it leads into a bigger, a bigger issue, mate, where it's the whole victim mentality of Scottish football. And it's always going to be, no matter what, mate, even from, I mean, Neil McCann, it, is, it does shock me that it's came from him, but it's big, bad Rangers. How dare big, bad Rangers play good football? How dare big, bad Rangers enjoy themselves? Alfredo Morelos is well within his right to do what he done. They, all, they were waiting for VAR. He still celebrated his goal in the same way that he always does. He wasn't right up at them. He wasn't in their faces. He's done a hell of a lot worse uh, than that before. And yeah, a rather bizarre comment. I absolutely loved it. Me and you had a right good giggle about it when he did do it. I was like, I love him for it. I genuinely do. I, I'd never want Alfredo Morelos to lose that. And he takes it absolutely stinking all the time from every set of fans. Everybody hates Alfredo Morelos, which makes me love him even more. So no, Alfredo, you have my full backing to do even more than what you've done. Uh, I never, want him to, never wanted to see him stop doing that. He deserves to do it. He deserves to do it. So I think Neil McCann said a wee bit of a... I'll put it down to a brain fart. I'll let him off because I quite like Neil McCann. I'm not going to lie. I think he's he's good on Rangers TV and stuff. And I'm disappointed that he came out and said it. It's like a maybe that's the parent in me coming out that I'm disappointed in him in that. But I, I, I think he'll feel a wee bit daft after saying that. I get they used to play for Hearts and all that. And he's trying to play both sides, but... Come on, you try to tell me that he should he didn't deserve to do his celebration. Um no, not for me, mate, but it's the it's the victim mentality stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it would only happen in Scottish football. Bill alluded to he's worked down in England, this happens all the time, and you, you hear nothing about it, but up here it's they make a yeah. Scotia, what was your, your thoughts on Neil McCann? Obviously he's an employee of Rangers, he works for Rangers TV. It'd be interesting if he's actually working for Rangers TV this week. I'd actually like him to be working and Alfie to score and slide right across to Neil McCann and give him the <laughs> give him that as well. But what was your thoughts on it? It was a bit strange of a guy that basically sings his praises about Rangers most of the time. For me, this is a storm in a teacup. It's one of these ones like, why are we even discussing it? It just doesn't seem as if it deserves to get spoken about because for me, at least, it just feels like it's nothing. It was throwaway comment. The word idiot was a bit strong, I wouldn't yeah, would suggest, but oh God, I'm not really like I'm like Carney, it's not really bothering me too much. Um Alfie's entitled to go and celebrate it, particularly now that you've got that you've got this with our. If you're waiting for ages to go and celebrate your goal, you still need to you still get the chance to do it afterwards, surely. Um I don't understand it getting wound up like that. I mean think about it, the amount of abuse that players get from the stands, you know. All yeah. match from opposing fans. They, I mean, we I don't say we abuse players, but we'll slate our own players on here. I mean, Tuesday night there, I was I was slating the performances that Lindstrom has been putting in. Obviously, he turns that around and puts in an absolute nailer on the Wednesday evening. So you can all thank me for that. Um obviously taking my words, taking my words on board. But it happens, so players are celebrating. There's nothing in it. I mean, think back, mind when Howard get a second yellow against Greenock Morton. For the middle of the pitch thing, yeah, <laughs> sent yeah. off because of it. It's yeah. Can they be sent off for blowing a kiss? Remember that one? Yeah, the, I mean, so he did. That, <laughs> so he did. There was um, even earlier this a couple of weeks ago, actually, when Porteous scored against us, 
at Ibrox, runs away from the goal, cup in his ear kind of thing. I don't mind up that. The end of the season. I don't mind it. And if any, I mean, if, if Neil, I think when Cameron's kind of saying, oh, it could incite a riot. If it can incite a riot, then the, the issue here isn't the players, it's the people that are inciting the riot if they can't take it when they give it out. For me, I mean, I don't mind. You know, you'll give players abuse in the stands and things. That's fine. But if you're going to do that, accept it when it blows back and bites you in the arse when they, they score against you. For me, it's... Oh, there's nothing really in it. Really. Yeah, I'd be saying, to be honest, it's, I always remember the one Scott Brown last season, you remember the, the header right. he scored against us and he, he went away and done the Morelos celebration at Ibrox. And I was like, I actually thought fair play, to be honest, actually do that to have the boys to do it at Ibrox. So you give it tight, you need to take it back. So I agree with you, Scotia, it's a storm in a teacup, but it's a talking point. It has been a talking point this week. So, as you, even, as you mentioned, see, the, see Ibrox when players scores like score against us, they run right up to our crowd. They run Aye. right into, like, do you know what I mean? It happens I all the really time. Like it. it's, it's part of the game. Aye, it's, it is what it is. It's just guys celebrating goals. Like, uh, yeah, and as a storm in a teacup, this one, it's, it's ridiculous. A ridiculous comment from him, though. Yeah, so. Moving on, so Michael Beale's been in charge for, I'm not going to count the, the Leverkusen game because that was a friendly, but he's been in charge for 11 games, 10 wins, 1 draw. It should be 11 wins if you want to look at it. A near perfection. The last three games, there's been a clean sheet in each game as well. Carney, what's your thoughts so far with Beale 11 games in? Can you see what he's trying to do? I think the game on Wednesday was a vision of what he wants to do moving forward, if we can consistently do that. But what's your thoughts 11 games in? I'm impressed, mate. Um, it's went pretty much the way that I generally thought it was going to go. I thought we would see a lot of things from the Gerard era coming back, which I do believe is happening. Uh, but I think he has adapted. I think he's... He's probably developed himself as a coach because he's had the experience of being a manager. Now he's the guy at the front now. So, and it is now he's full charge. It was okay for him at the time to make rec- recommendations to Gerard about how we should play. But at the end of the day, the buck stopped at Gerard and he would have made a lot of decisions. Not that Bill was against, but not what Bill's first choice would have been, if that makes sense. So, no, in terms of what we are seeing, mate, uh, I am all for it. I generally am all for it. I think it shows the club are justified now. And I I know it's early days, I don't want to say anything, but based on what we've seen so far, I think the club are justified, they've justified themselves in getting Michael Bill. I think a lot of people, not a lot of, some were not too pleased that it was going to be him. Um, I'm delighted that it is him. Uh, as I say, I, I thought, why not? The guy already knows the club. He understands the club. He loves being in Scotland. He's, he's admitted that and everything just seems to be clicking into place. It's going to take time. Um, but if Wednesday night is anything to go by, then I can't wait to see more. Um, especially with Raskin coming in now, Cantwell as well has added something different into the middle of the the middle of the the middle of the pitch, and it's the way he talks about football as well. It's he, was, he mentioned we defend in a formation, but when we attack, I want the players to have freedom, and I think that's the biggest thing that he can do for the for a Rangers team that plays in Scotland. Might be slightly altered in terms of when we go into Europe. But for Scotland, our attacking players need the freedom to do what they want, when they want, to make the impact on the game. That's that's 
the the way that we are going to be able to consistently win games of football and put in performances that the fans are going to be happy with. So in terms of what he's trying to build, I'm all for it. I was all for it before he even came in. But yeah, Wednesday night was the Wednesday night was the start of the marker of the things that I wish to see going going forward. So yeah, I am I'm very happy we start, mate. Very happy. I see we were Four minutes away from this being an absolutely perfect record by Michael Bill. I can't ask much more than that. Yes, Scotia kind of said in the, the post-match on Wednesday that you look at Rangers under Geo, and I, I thought they were quite they were quite rigid in terms of where they had to be in positions. Ryan Kent was always told to kind of hug the touchline, etc. You look at them now, and it's as if I, I, I use the expression, like it's like a team that's that they, they've been unleashed, if you want to say. It, the, the interchange in the movement, it, it, it's 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 completely different from from the Geo team. What's your thoughts on on Beale so far? Eleven games in. Yeah, it's. I think Beale's done superbly well, absolutely superbly well. Um, and I think again, it's one of these ones where there's a bit. Some of it's a bit of both. I've seen someone in the comments there talk about the injuries that that Geo had, which I think yeah. one of the big things for me is obviously getting Davies and Goldson in it there at the centre half. Having this sort of settled back four really it's really helped in it. You can build your foundation from there to move on. So that's good. But it's the improvement in the players under Beal as well is getting evident to see. I think for me, a big one's the fitness, the fitness levels. Um, and I think Wednesday night was kind of the, the culmination of us building that fitness level back up to where it should be, which it maybe fell away under Geo with. Because I think, I think Geo was trying to play his style with players that weren't really suited to his style, a la Ryan Kent. Whereas if it was someone else out there rather than Ryan Kent, it might have worked better. But when he was trying to be, like you say, that rigid, it didn't work. Beal does have this, the way that he wants to play and the players that we've got right now, it suits them an awful lot better. And like I was saying there in the fitness, I've heard a few players, both Tillman and Cholak recently in a press conferences come out and saying, oh, the training's an awful lot more intense. So, and you're seeing that, and that, I think we built our success as well, and we're 55 on a really good level of fitness, blowing teams away. And the run at Seville as well was built on the, the level of fitness that the players had, potentially dropped off during the summer there, but um, that's getting built back up, it's really good. And he's, what he's getting out of players is brilliant. I mean, you're seeing Kamara the last couple of games, again, it's some of this down to the injuries that he had earlier in the season, but you see him coming in and you know, starting to play really well. Getting him, he didn't really get loads of chances this season under Gio Kamara, but it was it was it wasn't as if Kamara wasn't liked by Gio because he played all the time the previous season by him. So again, maybe his injury kind of plays into that a wee bit. But um, no, it's, it's Beal's been brilliant. I mean, I wasn't against Beal coming in, but I was considering hmm, would someone else be better? You know, I think it was probably the best option at the time, but I still wasn't as behind him as. Carney was, but that's not to say like I was against him or anything, but he's been absolutely fantastic since he's come in and, you know, the way that the team are playing, we've had, I think in every single game that we've played, there's been a period where we've looked absolutely brilliant and then it was the, the key was getting that over the course of 70 plus 90 minutes, something like that and we've seen that on Wednesday night, so hopefully we can see more of it going forward Yeah, completely agree um, I think it's been brilliant since he's come in He's finally starting to get players back, which is helping. You look, look who he brought on um, Wednesday night: Cantwell, Cholak, and Ryan Jack on a bench. You looked at our bench previously, even when Bill came in the beginning. You looked at it and went, "There wasn't much on." Even when we played Celtic, 
wasn't much in our bench compared to their bench. So that'll be key going forward. So before we go and talk about maybe a couple of individual players where I think he's getting a, a bounce out of, it is a word from our sponsors. It's the Manscaped promo, which I love <laughs> reading out. Newsflash, <laughs> gentlemen, Valentine's Day is almost here. And by the grace of Cupid, our friends at Manscaped are coming with the best tools to get your boys downstairs ready for the special occasion. Get lucky this Valentine's Day and join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. For our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Platinum Package from Manscaped is the all-encompassing package that every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The package contains the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, Premium Body Wash, 2-in-1 Shampoo, Body and Ball Deodorant, and much more. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBIT22 at manscaped.com. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. What will your balls do, guys? They will thank, thank you. you. They will thank you. Well done, mate. That's probably the best you've you've probably the best you've ever done it. You were quite composed there. <laughs> you were quite composed. No, actually it wasn't, Scotch. That's the first time I've actually looked at it before. I usually can I thought Canny might put a, put a wee blooper in it for me because I don't know if like, I don't know if like, time. Uh, I do I, I do try to do it sometimes to you because yeah, you don't I know uh, you don't read anything. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I always said I'm like anchor man, like Ron Burgundy, he always reads whatever's on the thing, so you can put it on it. <laughs> you are. That's exactly what you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, go to manscaped.com. Scotia a Scotia loves his manscaped products, so the stuff yeah. is genuinely good. Clearly I'm not. not. That. The stuff is gen- oh, no. Well, you don't need to do it in your face. It's not really for your face, Scotia, isn't it? It's for your, it's for your, your gentleman vegetables. <laughs> yeah, no. If anyone meets Scotia in the vice right tomorrow, you can ask him the manscape. He'll tell you how good it is. Tell me, prove. Tell me, prove that he uses the products. Well, that's maybe going a bit too far, to be honest, and I pop at that time of the day. Possibly, so yeah, yeah, that's for Scotia's um, only fans. But we'll leave that there. So let's move on to some individual players that I've kind of pinpointed here in the team that I think have been key since Beal's come back. Scotia, as a defender at heart that you are, I will start with you at the back line. I've picked out two guys who I think one is massive. I wouldn't say this guy's the reason. I wouldn't say Beal's the reason this guy is doing what he's doing. There's another guy I'll come on to. But the first guy, Connor Goldson for me. For years, Scotia, we've dined down Pace Road and there's been umpteen guys come up to us and say, oh, Goldson, he's not good enough, he's not the best defender, Carthage is better than him and all this. And I think me and you have always said, no, he's, he's our best defender. And it's the first time he's been out for a considerable period of time at Rangers and folk have went, shit, we miss Connor Goldson. And you see him come back into this Rangers team. He's a leader, He's looked settled with Ben Davies. That's three three clean sheets in the last three games there. What's your thought? I know your thoughts on Goldson, but he is key to this Rangers team, isn't he? Uh, completely, yeah, because I, I, I do think with your centre, you need a really decent centre-half pairing to be a centre, uh, a really good team. Sorry, um, because I think you, you need that kind of structure in the middle of the park. You need someone like Goldson 
he's got similarities to golf a wee bit in terms of how he's shouting and leading that leading that group of players round about him at the back. Because although Cavs the captain, Goldson's clearly the the one that talks to the players on the pitch and kind of kind of motivates them and ties it all together. Which I think it should be because I always think that centre area of the pitch is your the, the sort of key area for that. And Goldson has been fantastic since he's come back from his injury. Um, hugely missed him when he wasn't there because you were having to chuck in Leon King with A another and it was changing all the time. Sometimes it was Sands, you know, and it, well, it wasn't fair in King at the time and obviously Suter being out injured and things, it wasn't fair there. But with Goldson coming back in, it's been huge. I mean, I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch and um, Wednesday there, even though yeah. we didn't have many attacks to deal with. I mean, he was so far up. He nearly went in that mad run as well and could have nearly got a goal for for his efforts, um, but he's been such a such a massive part. It's, I think it's because he's so vocal. How he's so vocal on the pitch with the players round about him, it kind of gives you that confidence. I think he gives the keeper behind him confidence, which when he wasn't there, that was an issue. And then the keeper's form drops off a cliff when they've not got the confidence in the players in front of them. So having him back there with a settled defence around them, it breeds confidence to the goalie, it breeds confidence to the players in front of them and then that's when you start to see like the team as a whole play better, when you've each got this confidence in each other, which I don't think we had when he wasn't there Yeah I, I, I 100% agree and I'll, I'll stick with you Scotia for the one other guy that in, in the back line that obviously Ryan's not on, which is a shame that's who I'm going to talk about here but um, you've been singing his praises all season so have I I think he's one of the Rangers best players but since he's come back for the World Cup under Beal Borna Barris at Scotia and again Wednesday night I thought he was fantastic it's just went up another level again yeah like you say I think Borna's I was speaking about you about this last week or the week before that I would probably say at the moment at the right now there's probably three players that would be in contention for player of the year and it would be Borna Cholak and Tillman and I think Cholak's quickly dropping off that list. But I yeah. think so. I think you're looking at Borman right now. I think I fully expect that to change come the end of the season. But um, I thought I've thought Borman has been really good since even better. Sorry, since um, Beals come back in, he seems to again to get a wee bit more belief in himself after the World Cup, which is not maybe not surprised. But he only got one game in that World Cup to play. I mean, he was getting kept out by is it um, Borna Souza. It was the boy that plays in yeah, yeah. Germany. I think he plays yeah. for. The, he's their kind of first choice left back now because obviously he's a bit younger and coming through. But no, Borna has been brilliant, and again, it was kind of looked at early in the season as he started to play this well because Yelmaz has come in and that he's now got proper competition. Because I think we all expected had Yelmaz not been injured, that right now Yelmaz would be our first choice left back, and Borna's putting in a right good shift to carry. Push himself on it. He make give Redfan this um this difficult challenge when he comes back to to take him out of his place. Um, no, I've I've been impressed with Borna. The the number I think he's level with Ryan Kent on assists for Rangers at the moment. So he does, he offers the team something, even though he can have a poor pass, potentially not be great in a game. He still comes up and gives you the numbers at the end that results in a win, or at least a draw at times. So he's he's vitally important for the way that we play at the minute. And I think it's been good to see him and Kent over the last few games under Beal as well. It looks like they've kind of got getting back to how, the understanding that he used to have, particularly during that 55 season. Yeah, Karen, when Ryan's Turkish delight Yilmaz comes back, I think you'll find it hard to get into this Rangers team the way the way Barris is, is playing. What's, what's your thoughts on um, 
on the two players we were just discussing there, in, in Goldson and Barisic? Yeah, I think when Goldson wasn't there, we've mentioned this a million times, there was a glaring, massive Goldson-shaped hole in our defence. Um, he's critical for us. He's absolutely critical for us. He'll always get stuck. I've seen it in the comments a wee bit as well about the way he managed his contract situation, but we need to build bridges and go over that stuff quite quickly because look at what we've got now on our hands. I think the biggest... The biggest element of Connor Goldson playing well is being able to trust his other centre half. And I think now that he's building the partnership with Davies that you can see he's beginning to trust a lot more, which again frees up his mind. It frees up Goldson's mind to make the right decisions because he knows if I don't get this, then I've got a guy that I know is going to be in the right place behind me, etc. Following on from that. And the goalkeeping situation will resolve itself once we recruit a goalkeeper in the summer, which we all know is probably going to happen unless McCrory comes in and is, is decided that he's going to be the number one going forward. But his relationship with Tav, I don't think can be underestimated, uh, but I do think it's probably just as important, the fact that he's building a relationship with Davies. Um, Goldson's he's, he's critical for us, absolutely critical for us. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He leads the defence. Um, there's no doubt about it. He arguably leads the team. Um, and even the other night, Ali, we made a point. Davies came over at one point and just booted the ball out the pitch. And I was just like, I, I, can't, I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for a defender to think, there's a bit of danger. I know what I'm going to do with this ball. I'm going to boot it into Rosehead because there's nothing wrong with that. I don't I, I, I don't ever get put off by that. There's danger. Don't mess about with it. Just get rid of it. And that's the kind of defensive partnership that you want. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them develop. Um, f- fingers crossed, touch wood. Don't want to jinx anything. As long as both of them can stay fit, then, yeah, I think we've got a decent centre-back pairing. Bonner Barisic is always going to split opinion. Um there is no doubt I've, we've all seen the absolute worst of Borna Barisic and um, the old form game's probably the one that people will pick up on the most because he was literally sitting down at one point. But he's a confidence player, Barisic as well. He needs that confidence. He needs the belief from, I think, probably from the fans to a certain extent and from the manager that he has the he needs the belief and the confidence that he can do his job and he can do the job that the manager's asking him to do. Bill knows uh, Barisic very well. Um, he's seen him during these crisis of confidence times and um, now we're starting to see the ball now that we, we, all, we all know. I think he's been very impressive. His assists can't really be argued with. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's not been perfect. I don't think anybody's really been perfect, though. That's the thing through the, the element of this season. Uh, but now with the the way that he's he's linking up again, the way he's bombing forward, uh, I'm very impressed with Borna. Uh, and I do think Yelmaz has got a task on his hand. Yelmaz has missed a lot of football now. He's going to be n- not match fit. He's going to need time to get back into it. I still expect Yelmaz to get a chance. I think Rangers have made that investment in him and that pressure alone might, might gar- not guarantee him, but might see him get some game time. Um, over Barisic, but right now, as I say, I wouldn't be changing anything in that back line. The back line seems settled, and that can't be underestimated. Yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll stick with you before I come on to the final guy. Two other guys that I think Beal's got a major tune out of in the front line: Ryan Kent, who's just been <laughs> unleashed. To the Ryan Kent that we know, frightening the difference in Ryan Kent. He just looks at, he looks happy. He just, he's given a free roll. He's his assists, he's scoring. He's, I, oh, 
I said months ago I would let Ryan Kent go, and I said I'd let Morelos go as well. I still let Morelos go, if I'm being honest. Ryan Kent, in the form he's in, under what I see under Beal, we've got to try and tie him down because I think he's been exceptional since Beal's come in. Probably one of the, probably the best player since Beal's come in, that he's turned around. And the other guy on the other side that didn't really get a chance for Gio, now and again did, is the man for Zambia, Fashi Sakala. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a bit of a wild card Sakala as well, Carney, but I would play Sakala. See every big game. See when we play Celtic in this League Cup final, Sakala for me starts definitely because as we've said time and time out, he doesn't know what he's doing, so how do you defend against him? But I think he's getting better and better each game, Sakala. I know he's he lashes at balls quite a lot, and that's just what he is, but he is improving a lot. So what's your thoughts on the, the, the two wide men there? Um look I'm a Ryan Kent fanboy. I have been for a long, long time. Uh, so everybody knows really that's been watching this podcast for a, a period of time that they'll know that um, I'm very fond of Ryan Kent. What we're seeing now is Ryan Kent the way he should be. I, I've always believed they shouldn't really be restricted to a position. I think he's gave. He's definitely. Bill get will give him roles within the game to do, and certainly he was talking about it the other day. To give him a defensive role to really stick tight to Hearts's um, deep line midfielder. As soon as they get the ball, Kent was on top of him. I say I've seen the game back, and he was every time they had the ball, Kent was on top of him. Um, and I think that's maybe underestimated in his game. But going forward, he's he's the most creative player we have, and the most creative player we've had for a number of years. Um, uh, the the free role and the, the the form that Ryan Kent is in, if this is going to continue, I, I think Rangers have to do everything they can to to keep him on. I've said, um, I, I never said that I think Kent would go. I, I think Kent likes it here. I think he's settled here, and I think we could probably get him at least another two years. Uh, and I, if right now, if I had to pick between the two, it would be Ryan Kent. And that's no disrespect to Morelos because Morelos is coming on to a right game now as well. And he's getting a consistent run in the team and he's scoring goals again. And he's back to the rampage in Buffalo that we all absolutely adore. But yeah, no, Ryan Kent, I think Rangers should be doing everything they can. I know there's a wage structure thing and whatever else, but he, he has to he has to sign for me. Sakala, the, the enigma, the the. <laughs> we watched as we watched the game Ali together on Wednesday night and it, 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 there was a point at the start of the game where he's just running into defenders and it's, it's one of the most frustrating things in the world especially when we're not comfortable in the game yet he just runs into defenders but he had such a massive impact on that game I mean he scored twice okay he was offside um, he was he, he was unlucky on the, the first occasion. I think he was just off. He was, if Kent holds that ball for half a second more than Sakala's onside there, uh, and if he breaks that line and he gets away, there's nobody catching him, uh, and he probably will score. That's the thing. He probably will score. But his numbers have been so impressive since Bill came back in. And again, I think he's another one that's maybe under Geo. He wasn't the Geo's type of player. Um the shoehorn football won't suit players like Ryan Kent and um, Fashion Sakala. But with Bill, he likes him playing on the edge. He likes him running into spaces, being right on the, the line. And I think it will be a case of horses for courses kind of thing. Um, if it's a game, I mean, I'm doing an alley here. Spoiler alert, I don't expect him to start on Saturday based on what Ross County are probably going to do. I don't think Sakala will start. But 
a game like the old firm, I think he would have to play him because he's going to get space and he's going to get an area that he can run into and he can play high up the pitch and he can make the runs in behind. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very impressed with the the improvement in Sakala. And I, even though we are, we are saying that Ryan Kent's probably the most improved, which he probably is, I don't think Sakala's that far behind him. Yeah, Scotia, I know you love the Waka Waka on a, on a Saturday night. When we venture into the the key side after the ice line, we we send voice notes to Ryan when we're in there. But um, your thoughts on those two players as well? Yeah, I mean, again, speaking about it with the thought of Beal behind them in the background, there, um, Kent, yeah, different level. Like I mentioned earlier, where he was getting playing with Geo, he was getting stuck out in that left hand side and told to get stuck out in the byline there. It's not Ryan Kent. It's not his game. He's better, and he's like you say, let off the leash. Playing in it like those, I'd mentioned those stats as well. We him up in the same level of assists as Barisic up until Beal came in. I don't think Ryan Kent was anywhere near that. So obviously it's clear since since Bar- since Beal's come in, Kent's been more effective. So it's I mean you can it's clear to see in the numbers there, but he's been so much better. Um, and yeah, I mean like Ryan, eh, sorry like Carrie there, Kent's one of these ones that I yes I would like to keep if we can. Um, so yeah, thought Kent's been brilliant, and then Sakala. Hmm, Sakala, Sakala, Sakala. Um, <laughs> see, was it just before the World Cup break? I think Sakala started sort of twice under Geo, and he both played well in both the games. I think I remember saying like, "No, like let's now persevere with Sakala on that right there. Let's see how he, how he does." And we we have, and then he's managed that as well with them. Um, Beal coming in that he's been starting and Sakala's getting better and better as well I think he's one of these players that oh he's he's. how can you describe him I, I don't really know you never know what you're going to get like Carney says there it's um, it's interesting when Sakala plays but I yeah I'm in complete agreement with Scott there about the him starting uh, Saturday I don't think he will I don't think it's a game that suits him but I do think like games away to hearts the old firm game it does suit Sakala because it's the, the way that the other team will be playing against you. There'll be more gaps for him to run in behind and you know get that where you need a player with a bit of pace to exploit that and stretch them. But it's a game like Ross County, you probably want a more a player that can actually control a football. But in saying that, I mean, he scored. I, I seen Robert Robertson earlier put up a wee comment there about um, Sakala's getting even worse, worse finishing. Wednesday night there summed it up for me with Sakala. It's two goals that he scored that were offside, absolutely cracking strikes, great I mean, strikes. Yeah. Then, then the wee chance that he gets when Morelos kind of get wrestles the ball away from sort of Xander Clark, balloons it over, misses an absolute sitter. That, yeah. That's a cow in a nutshell. It's a very Kenny, Kenny Miller esque that Kenny, that way shooting. Um, yeah, I love him. I love him, um, and hopefully he can continue to improve because he, he does offer us something. Yeah, he's not the, the greatest player in the world, but he offers Rangers something, and he can be a, an important asset in certain games. Yeah, 100% agree. And I agree with the two of you in terms of tomorrow. I don't think he'll start either. Just to be honest, quite County, I think he'll set up. I don't think he'll have as much much room. One last guy, I'm sort of curious of time here, but one last guy I will move on to just quickly. Let's have a quick quick Quickly thank Dundee Taylor as well. Cheers, Dundee, for the yes. donation, mate. Thank you very much, Dundee Taylor. Much appreciated. Malik Tillman. He's Malik, you know. Give him the ball and he'll score Scotia. He's getting even better under Michael Beal. I just think this boy, he's, watching him in a football park, he just he's not lazy, it's just the way he is, but 
things he can do in a football AJ is he's um, he's going to be something special going forward. And I seen it today in Twitter. It's rumored Rangers have agreed a deal, but I mean it's just all rumors. But we've got to sign this point of summer, don't we? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I've been saying it for months now that we need to sign him. I'd pay it right now. I spoke about it. If Sands is one of the options as well, no, you just use the use all that money for Tillman, please, because I think in every single game since he's come in, there's been one moment of magic that he's produced. Um, even though he, over the course of the whole game he might have played poorly in some of them, because he did end up having a wee dip, and in between he started off really well under Geo. And then he started to have a wee dip as the team was sort of starting to dip as well. But even before Beal came back in, his trajectory was on the way up again, I felt. I felt he was starting to get back into things and not just under Beal. Beal said that he was looking forward to working with him and it's paying dividends right now because you think about it for a boy that's 20-year-old, he's an integral, but he's one of the first names in my team sheet at the moment because of what he can do with the ball. Um, and his goal on Wednesday night was sublime. Um, the way that he used his body and turned, managed to turn to get that into the sort of far corner from where he was. Yeah, I'm really impressed with Tillman, and yeah, I would definitely sign him up. If it's €5 million, Euros, that's the, that contract we, that we've got with Bayern's rumoured that. Yeah, that's 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 almost silly money, easy money for us. So, yeah, it, yes, it's, it's, a no, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. And um, Billy, thank you very much for the kind donation. Much appreciated as well. That's superb. Um, I've seen Frank in the, the comments. I think he's obviously had a cut of babies tonight. Says he can get a tune out of Matondo, Carney. Um, I nearly choked. I was like, if he gets a tune out of Matondo, honestly, Scotia will shave his beard. No, um, <laughs> I no, laughing and joking. No, Matondo, I think Matondo's still under at the moment, apparently. But apparently, yeah, I'll, apparently. I'll believe that when I see it. Um, Same. I'll judge Matondo under Beal because we've not seen Matondo under Beal yet so you never know, you never know but Carney, Malik Tillman for you we watched him Wednesday night again, he's a Rolls Royce isn't he? Yeah, he's a, it's a no-brainer um, for me, yeah, I just I don't, th- I don't think there's even uh, there's nothing to there's nothing nothing wrong about it. Um, I think it's an investment that Rangers will make money back on. Might be a significant outlay, yes, but we need to we need to take advantage of these situations when they come our way. The, the difference with the people who think, oh, it's a wee bit expensive and whatever else, he's now settled in the team. We've had that, he's going to have had a year with the team. He, he knows the team, he knows the club, he knows the city, he knows the players. There's nothing about setting in, so it's not, you're not going out and have to sign somebody else. I think I think Tillman, again, reading between the lines, is a hard guy to read. We've met him. Um, Ali shouted at him that he was got a song, um, as if he wasn't aware that he had a song. Uh, but it's hard to read him. He's quite a shy guy, but I, I think he looks like he's enjoying his football. And The biggest thing I like about him under Bill is he doesn't have to worry about anything that's not just his game. Um, I don't think he's the kind of guy that Bill can turn around and say to him, I need you to be box to box because Tillman's not going to do that. He's not going to be that kind of guy. And th- you used to talk about Hadji, mate, being the kind of flair player. Right now, the definition of flair is Malik Tillman. His uh, runs, his ability to intercept the ball, his quick feet, his passes, his vision, everything about the lad, I think he's just going to go from strength to strength. And I, I said it before that, under Gerard, eh, under Gerard, under Gio, we were all kind of going. Oh, I don't know. Mm, I'm not really sure because he was getting asked to do a role that probably isn't his game. Whereas Bill has went, 
this is you, this is what you play, this is what I want you to do, and I just think he's grown from strength to strength. I really do. Uh, and I, I think it's just going to continue. I think he'll just continue to improve. You've got to remember the age as well. He's only 20, Tillman. He's a, he's a young lad. Do you know what I mean? He's not... Is he 20? Scotia, you looked yeah. at me funny. He is 20, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's 21... <laughs> April, May, maybe. I'm well, not sure. I was still right. I was still right, which makes a change, which does make a change. Uh, but no, he's only 20, but there's so much more to come from him. I think if the deal's in place, uh, I think Rangers, from reading between the lines of what Bill said, our side's in place. I think it's now up to Bayern Munich um, whether he's going to continue to stay on here. But I really hope, I hope he does. I really do. I hope he stays because he's he's been terrific and I just want to see more of him. Yeah, no, I think he's been outstanding. He doesn't play like a twenty-year-old novice football. If you want to say, it looks like he's played football for for years. He's see a boy for that age that the amount of times he gets in the box and finds a Rangers player pulls the ball back to somebody gets his head up. Most guys would just lash it across. He doesn't. He's just so calm and composed, and his scoring for us, his assists, everything. He's um, no for me. It's a no-brainer, and for us, for our kind of how we want to bring players in and sell them on for the years to come. We want them for a couple of years, obviously, but he fits the bill, Tillman, and we will make major money in him, hopefully. So, yes, more of that tomorrow, Malik. But we are here to preview Ross County. I, have, I know we're struggling for time here, Karen. We might run over, but... That's fine. Yeah, Ross County we play tomorrow. Oh, Jim Sloan, there he is. He's always there, isn't he, Scotia? Yes. Jim Sloan. Thank you very much, Jim. Jim, tremendous, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Every time, Super Jim, help. honestly. Every time, Jim, uh, honestly. I know. <laughs> Just waiting for Justin Muir to come in behind him. We should do the two of them <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> I don't know. Don't say anything uh, like that. Oh, no, not at all, Justin. But um, no, Ross County, we're previewing Ross County 10th in the league. I was looking at Ross County's record, by the way. It's absolutely dreadful. They've yeah, won, shocking. They've won one game in 10. <laughs> The last time we played them, Carney, I remember this vividly well because I had a hangover from my Christmas night out. It was the 23rd of December. We watched an auctioneers in the, in the town. It was 1-0 Rangers against them. Lundstrom scored. The man that um, Frank was talking about, Matondo, came on and missed. <laughs> I was trying to take the ball around the keeper and made an arse it. It was a horrible game of football. <laughs> it's just... Actually, <laughs> actually, I just <laughs> Honestly, God what are you used to? God bless America. God bless America. Thank, thank you, mate. Oh, thank you very much, Justin. Absolutely superb. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, Ross County's form is absolutely terrible. Oh, Andrew, that's so well. happened. There's, there's his dad. That's, that's, that's Justin's dad. And Christ, that's yeah, all happening. Honestly, tremendous, <laughs> lads. Thanks honestly. very much, Andrew. Again, much appreciated. Yeah, like I say, Ross County's form pretty poor. Last time we played them, it wasn't great. We were poor that night. Looking at the team news, Raskin, as we know, is available for tomorrow. Scotia's man, Hadji, is back. He didn't play on Wednesday night, which was no no surprise, to be honest. He's only just back at the football, but he's back. Karen, you'll be shocked to hear Kamar Roof might be available. He's ahead of schedule, so I doubt he'll be there because Cholak's there. So, but he's he will be back soon, Kamar Roof. So that's a positive. The only negative, Karen, I'll come to you, John Suter. We were told weeks ago was to be back against St Johnson on the bench has suffered a, a setback in his recovery again. <laughs> this boy has zero luck, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, it's a real shame for Suter, it really is. But again, 
based on what we were, we were told about the operation that he went for, this was to get to the bottom of the problem that he was having. And to be fair, the club have a wee bit of a history of doing this because they done it with uh, Ryan Jack, and it seems to have worked with Jack. Again, I'm touching wood here. My desk is made of wood, and I am touching wood because I don't want anything to happen to them. But yeah, I'm, I'm real, really unfortunate for for Suter. Um I think the club are doing the right thing right now. We've got cover just now. Um, I see Kings yeah. there. Sands can be back. called. Yeah, yeah, Sands can be called into it if he has to be. So. Um, but there is no great rush to get him back, but yeah, it's a wee bit of a shame that he felt something and had to kind of take a few steps back. But yeah, I trust the club and what they're doing, and I don't think Bill's willing to take the risk on it because he's seen the state of the place when he came in. Everybody, there was a full squad sitting in the the doctor's room and the physio's room, so um, I don't think I see him taking any 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 great risk um, with him. But it's just a real shame. And Kamar Roof, I'll believe it when I see it. I actually seen Scotia Kamar Roof was promoting a takeaway place in Dumbarton again last night on his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, once boy. we finish, once we finish this, I'll drive one over and pick uh, you can up. take a trip over. you're quite close to Dumbarton, see what it's like, and give us a review on it in the next podcast. But um, no, Scotia, what's your thoughts on tomorrow? So what's your thoughts on tomorrow? Your team and score. Thoughts on tomorrow. I think this could be an interesting game because it's one of these games that I think we need to be using with the end of the month in mind because we've got, I think, three games in between then and the the Old Firm game. One at home against Parkett Thistle next week and then we're away to Livy. So really these, yeah, so really these two games for me are where we should be really focusing on getting us ready, prepared. Although we need to focus on the game itself, but I do think there needs to be a wee thought of what's coming up at the end of the month as well. Been kept in mind by Beal for this one. I fully expect Rangers will go out and and do well because, like you say, Ross County, are, they're not been in a great form of, as, of late. I think they're one, spot, one point off bottom at the moment. Yeah. So it's, I know it's really tight, really Mother tight down there. The yeah, they've, I think they've got the lowest um, scoring record in the league as well. I think down about nineteen twenty. So they're, they're not really offering much up front. I know they brought in. Did they bring any Eamon Brophy? Um, yeah. In this transfer window, there they brought him in. Um, and then I know Beal had mentioned someone in his press conference yesterday that he knew uh, he scored against Hibs at midweek. Can't remember his name. Um, but you've got them. Ross County at home. That doesn't really give me the fear. Um, if I'm being honest. So hopefully we can go and and show that. Um, yeah, for us, yeah, like I say, I think we've got to Kenny. Yes, go out and win the game, but also look ahead to what's coming up. And I know it's been very harsh because when you the team plays like they did on Wednesday, there's an argument for just starting with the same team. But for me, I think there's three changes that I'd make to the team, and that, that's based on with the Celtic game coming up at the end of the month, and also with the team type of team that we're playing and the way that Ross County will more than likely set up against us. So I'm going for a back five in McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies and Borna. Midfield of Raskin and Kamara. And then Cantwell, Tillman, Kent and Cholak. I think I'll bring Cholak in as well to get... Yeah, so those three changes that I'm making are to get A, to get Raskin some game time, getting him prepared for the end of the month because, like I say, you've only got next week and then the Livy game, which is on a plastic pitch, not ideal. And then, yeah, similar with Cantwell and Cholak as well. What's your score? First goal score? So a score, sorry. Um, 4-0 with uh, Cantwell first goal scorer. 
I like it. Carney, thoughts on tomorrow? Team, score? Yeah, we know what to expect from Ross County. I don't see them coming here to try and have a go, especially after what they witnessed Rangers playing like in Wednesday night. So I expect a, a back 10 performance. Um, maybe try and catch us in the break late on, but I'm hoping that the game's well and truly out of sight by that point. Uh, but no, uh, a game that should be the most of routine wins for Rangers, uh, and I don't want to jinx anything, but it should be. I expect Rangers to continue exactly where they left off. My team is very similar to Scotia's. Um, same back five. I'll go Jack, Raskin and Cantwell, and I'll go Tillman, Kent, and I think Morelos will keep his place, but I do see Morelos only getting maybe 55 minutes or so to give Trollac time, uh, but I can see where Scotia's coming from with bringing Trollac in. I'll go 4-0 Rangers, and I'll go Ryan Kent to score first. Mm. Two 4 nils I, yeah, I, tomorrow for me should be convincing for Rangers. Three o'clock Saturday against Ross County after Wednesday night. They should be buzzing going into that. It should be routine. Last week, I think, was spoiled by that red card. I think Rangers, has, they didn't have to play after that. So I'm expecting a performance for Rangers like i seen on Wednesday night and I'm expecting goals. But I don't think Raskin will start. I know he's not played a lot of football. You can, I know you can say, well, either did Cantwell and he started, but my team's McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic. I think Jack will come back in. Kamara, um, Cantwell, Kent, Morelos and Malik Tillman. And I'm the exact same scoreline as you lads as well. I'm 4-0 as well. And I'm going to go Tillman first goal scorer. So I, I will I will take a 4-0 tomorrow and I will enjoy the rest of, rest of the day in the Viceroy. So <laughs> yes, we will, we will see what happens tomorrow. So yeah, that is that's that's us just over the hour now. So I would like to thank everyone in the comments first. Uh, all the donations tonight, much appreciated. If you can like and share, we would appreciate that as well. Myself, Carney, and Scotia will be in the Viceroy tomorrow. Usually twelve o'clock, we're there. So if there's anyone there who wants to come and say hello to us, come over and say hello. You get to meet Scotia as well. He's got signed photographs. He can give you one. So. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, get a discount, you'll, you'll get a discount code for Scotia's only fans. Ah, he does. He's got a discount code in the bag as well. So I come and meet us. Um, we don't buy, don't worry. So yeah. Last but not least, I'd like to thank my guests who have come on tonight. I'd say Ryan because he was kind of a guest. He was in the comments. So no, he wasn't. thanks, Ryan, for coming on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Barry, thanks for coming on tonight. And I will see you. In fact, I'll be picking you up tomorrow. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Yeah, looking forward to tomorrow now, especially even more so now that um, Raskin's been confirmed that he'll be in the squad, at least. I do expect him to start, I'm not going to lie, because I think, why would you not start him? So, yeah, uh, really looking forward to it now, mate. Thank you again to everybody in the chat and all the donations and conversations is always brilliant when we come live, so no, I really do appreciate it. And yes, bring on tomorrow, mate. Yep, and Scotia, thanks for coming on. I will see you at 12 o'clock at the Viceroy tomorrow. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, listeners. Yeah, let's hope we can come back afterwards and um, be talking about that 4-0 victory. Yep, as Scotia said, we will be back tomorrow with a match reaction from the Viceroy, hopefully talking about a Rangers win and another great performance for Rangers. So, as always, it is over to you tomorrow, Rangers. <laughs> we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night.